Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome to Good For Your Soul, presented by Empowerment Ministry. You know what? The Bible doesn't have to be boring, confusing, and irrelevant. We welcome you here today to Good For Your Soul because we bring you weekly conversations, helping you to understand and apply God's word to your life in today's culture. I am Raquel, and today joining me is Tanya. Welcome, Tanya. It is good to be here again. Yes, indeed. The Bible does not have to be born. It doesn't have to be born. And today, two wrongs don't make a right is what we're going to be talking about today. And we're so glad that you're here to join, that you're here with us today. So let's get into the word of God so we can have more conversation. Coming from Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. And it says, one day as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had the spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune telling. And while she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, these men are slaves of the most high God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. And she kept doing this for many, many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, these men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. And the crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet to the stocks. And about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were fastened. And when the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul in silence. Paul and Silas. And he brought them outside and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they answered, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. But they spoke the word of the Lord to him, <clears throat> excuse me, and to all that were in his house. And at that same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. And he brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced that they had become a believer in God. Thank God for the word of God coming from Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. You know, 
there are systems in our society and there are presumptions and there are prejudices. There are oppressive patterns and economic cycles that are impossible to break without the help of the Lord. And the question is, do we as Christians disturb these systems? Do we disturb these prejudices? Do we disturb these oppressive patterns? Some of you are thinking, well, you're about to get political. Uh, you're about to say you're, you're sounding like either a Democrat or a Republican. But, you know, it would tear us apart. A different approach is needed. We cannot um, um, be on a political side and ignore what is going on in our society. We are about, as Christians, making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And so the question is, what does transformation look like? What would be different in the kingdom of God? Today is a day for, if you will, casting the vision of what it means to be working towards, leaning towards, co-creating with God the kingdom for which he longs to bring here on earth. You know, and also when we look at this, Tanya, in this, this Acts 6, 16, 16 through 34, there are maybe two to three interrelated stories. Definitely two of them are filled with economic and political tension. Paul and Silas, to give you a little bit of background, are in Philippi, where they just had been baptized by Lydia and her family. And there they encounter a woman who was possessed by a spirit. And if you delve into this um, from uh, Greek mythology, um, she had a python spirit, uh, which was uh, a ventriloquist type of spirit or the spirit of trickery. And she would cry out for several days, as the text says, that these men are slaves of the Most High who proclaim to you a way of salvation. But I also want you to notice that there is an economic dimensions of the text, which suggests that while Paul may have mastered the ability to exercise demons, he had not yet attained the spiritual authority of Christ. And if you read certain commentaries, that's why there was the delay. Um, Paul heard what was going on, but still he had to respond as the, the spirit allowed him to, to move in, in that area. He couldn't just say, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, he could have because Jesus's name has weight, but would the, the spirit of divination been exercised out of her? So Paul knows to cast the spirit, to cast out the spirit also is to tangle with the economic interest of powerful men. Tanya, is that right? That he and himself had to, to weigh her, had to, to weigh the, the economic status of these men um, knowing that this young, that this girl brought them uh, monetary gains. Was that right for him 
to be contemplating that in his mind? Um, yeah, because of his service to the Lord, um, you know, like many of us today, we, you made the statement, you know, um, people may think that we're being um, political because we're talking about justice issues. Jesus was about justice. And when he left and he left, you know, left them with specific instructions, they knew what they were supposed to do. But, you know, and in and, and our humanity, you know, we sometimes do weigh the cost of how it's going to affect those that are part of the situation. And he, you know, he thought about it. If, if we do this, that's gonna, it's going to affect their financial um, stability. And, but this young lady is gonna be free. Right? Should she be free to worship? Unbound from, from that demon? Or do we worry about um, the cost of, the, the financial cost that is is lost because we do the right thing? Do you do the right thing or do you think about the money? And that's, that's a big part of what, what we're dealing with today in the world. But, you know, when you read the text, yes, she was free from the spirit of div divination. But she was not free from the, the system of, of slavery. Why, why do you think right. that was so? Why, why don't you think that? I mean, do you think that Paul had the authority or was he in a position of influence to totally liberate this young lady, not only spiritually, but physically? I do. I do. But when when we don't recognize the power that we've, we've been given to do just that, sometimes we waver and only part of the mission is accomplished. You know, I also I think that, not to say that God does half the job, but sometimes God puts us in positions where... You know, we have a, a, a desire within ourselves to do certain things. And he and I think there are times where he will take us so far. And he will show us that, you know, it is possible to to be liberated. You know, he'll it'll, it'll be like he liberates us from part one of the process. But then he wants to, to see how are we going to use our faith? to be totally free from just saying um, addiction, from abuse, from manipulation, from marginalization, from um, social economic systems. You know, I, I believe God will push us, but we also have a responsibility in ourselves to, 
to do something. We 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 also have the power within ourselves to do something. Right, but you have to recognize that you have that power. If you don't recognize that you have that power, right? Because you've always been told that you're a slave. You're my slave. And you hear that every day, right? Even though she was free, she still saw herself as a slave because that's all she knew. That's all she knew. And many times we, we continue to walk in and whatever that thing is, that, that addiction, because like you said, our our faith sometimes is challenged. I can't think of another word right now, but that's the word I'm going to use. Right. Um, to believe that we're we're free, mm-hmm. right? We continue to hold up because it's easier. Because this is what I've done. Like we talked about last week, mm-hmm. the man by the pool of Bethesda, right? Mm-hmm. 38 years, right? 38 years. He was in bondage because he got comfortable where he was. Cause he's always, he's always been there. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people don't want to be free because of the benefits you get from, from being enslaved by the system. And, you know, in this, as you continue, as we continue to, to look through this narrative, you know, Paul and his companions were flogged. They became victims. First of all, you have this enslaved girl who was a victim because she was being used for monetary means because of this spirit of divination that she had. And when the... When, when you mess with people's money, let's be honest with it, then you know there's a problem. So Paul, in essence, by using his uh, authority in Christ um, and the, the spirit of divination left this young lady, Paul and his companions were flogged um, and um, they violated, not because they violated the rights of the enslaved girl, nor because they violated the property rights of the owners, but it says, according to the text, they were Jews. They were part of a, a, a marginalized religious and ethnic population in the Roman Empire in which the tensions with Roman authorities were continually rising. Hmm. Sounds interesting. It sounds very familiar um, to us today. And so these Jewish individuals are targets in an attempt to hold the rest of the population in line. Brother Tania, wow. What do you think? Because if you look at it, not too long ago, in Buffalo, 10 were killed, 13 Mm -hmm in all were affected by this horrific act of violence, this hatred, this man um, fueled by hatred that came into our city and um, this massacre that occurred. Do you think that incident happened? I mean, we know it was targeted to to individuals. We know it was targeted towards the black population. Mm-hmm. to the black community. But do you think that it was an attempt to hold the rest of the population 
in life. Absolutely. I think anytime um, things like that occur, when you have a tax on um, a certain population, right? Is done so that the others can see to make them fearful so they can stay in line. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember the 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 story I told you about from um Viola Davis's book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The man, strong black man, he mm-hmm. kept escaping. They killed another slave, tied him to his back. Right. And everything he did, he had to do with that man. And everybody else around them had to watch him operate with this dead man on his back until eventually it killed him, which spoke to them, stay in line, because if we did this to him and you see what happened, this is going to happen to you. So when a certain pop, when just say we did not respond accordingly, okay, mm-hmm. we, we came together as a community, um, we encouraged one another, we grieved with one another, and we're, we're still um, in the position of uniting um, as a community, you know, staying strong. And we didn't riot. Yes. And we didn't riot, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in all of this, because we did not respond the way that many expected us to mm-hmm. people are angry or they are scared and wouldn't it be wonderful that we could have a title associated with us like Paul and his companions that we are charged with disturbing the peace because like the enslaved girl mm-hmm we're mm-hmm. not the right kind of people to associate with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you came into our city. Yeah, yeah, you you killed 10. You wounded, uh, you know, altogether 13. You wounded three. 13 were affected um, altogether. But because of who we are, mm-hmm. right, we, we are changing the narrative of our city. We're changing... The, the neighborhood of uh, we're changing the na- the narrative of our community we're we're being charged with disturbing the peace because we're not the right kind of people to associate and i'm not talking about black people i'm talking about our our buffalo community as a whole mhm mhm exactly because out of this has um shown that we're better together. Yes. That we're better together. Um, we're better supporting one another, lifting each other up, right? Kind of going back um, to um, in the book of Acts that we're in now, right? They had all things in common. This is what it means, right? right? Whatever I have, I share with you to make sure that you don't have any lack. And that's what's happening within the city with um, different organizations coming out to help, you know, the, the, the suburbs coming into the city to work with the city, um, to work with the people to show we're unified. Yes. We're unified. Yes. And 
when 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 we're together and arms locked, right? Basically, mm-hmm. right? You 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 can't move us when we're when we're like that. Yes. So Paul and Silas, I mean they definitely they definitely were um changing the narrative just by their actions and being there right when the earthquake came and the, the chains broke they could have ran they didn't right and thank you this is the the next point here it is uh does hatred still exist of course does marginalization marginalization still exist does social economic systems still exist right paul and his companions had the opportunity to violate the jailer because of who he is. Because he has chosen, as some would think, to be in the wrong profession, to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, right? The wrong occupation, right? But before they could do anything, this is, this is where you get excited. God intervened. Amen. I say it again. Yep. God intervened. And Reverend Tanya yep. just said it. And uh, uh, um, immediately, right? This is what the, the, uh, the Bible says. Suddenly, there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, immediately. all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. Acts 16, 26. Can you imagine that? They were loosed. Right? They were and the earthquake stopped Paul and his companions and everybody else right in their tracks. Yep. And can you imagine the scene? Some considered running, escaping before they, they could do anything. But somehow, and I, let me go back. When God intervened, it was because what were they doing in the prison? They were sinking him. They were singing hymns. And they the were other jailer, go ahead. No, they were praising. Right, right. They were praising yeah. them in the, in the midst of all this. And the other jailers heard them. Then all of a sudden, the earthquake came. Yes, the praise The praise brings your breakthrough. Come on now. Right. The praise brings your, brings your breakthrough. So they were praising. Right. And God delivered the breakthrough. Right. Not just See, for Paul and Silas, for everybody. Right. And that's the thing that there it is. We got to continue to praise God in the midst of the situation because it's not only about me. Okay. It is going beyond my own biases, my own objectives, my own philosophies and ideologies. And in my praising, my entire community is going to be affected. Amen. Indeed, indeed, indeed. That's good. Everybody else is contemplating how they are going to get over. God has already made a way to escape. The walls are shaking right now in in Buffalo. The floors are rattling right now here in Buffalo. But praise be to God, the chains are falling off. Amen. And I can't imagine in that moment, Paul and his companions felt the very presence of God in that place. God... uh, he promises us, right, that after our, our our grief and our sorrow, there's going to be joy. When? In the morning. 
but we got to continue to keep praising and rejoicing because the presence of God, it's like, you know, in the beginning, you know, when, when God created everything and the spirit of God was just hoovering, I truly believe that the spirit of the Lord is just hoovering over our city. Yes. And, and he's, he's, he's waiting for us, you know, to praise him in this moment. Cause when we, we praise him, I'm telling you truly, God is doing some great things here in Buffalo. Right. You know the saying, you can't under, you can't understand my praise if you don't know what I've been through. And the world has seen what the city has been through. Yes. But now they're going to experience the praise of the people. Yes. In God's intervention. It, 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 it can't be stopped. He is changing the narrative as we speak. Amen. He is changing the narrative. I agree. Yes. Two wrongs don't make a right, beloved. Two wrongs don't make a right. Hate only beget hate. You know, um, maybe we don't know. Like we said, we're making assumptions of why Paul, in his delay, um, cast out the, the spirit of divination in this young lady. We don't know, right? But the wrong was when the, the owners flogged Paul and his companions because of it. And while Paul was in jail, he had an opportunity to get revenge, but he didn't. And so the good news of Jesus, who he is the God that breaks the chains. He breaks the chains of hatred. He breaks the chains of oppression. He breaks the chains of, of systems. God's love is stronger than any evil and God's love does not tolerate hate. Let me say that again for those of you um, who, um, who disagree. Let me say it one more time. God's love is stronger than any evil and God's love does not tolerate hate. That's right. We didn't make it up. It's written in the word. God is a God of love and he's a God of order. And I can't see anywhere in the Bible because the main reason why he sent his son, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Reverend Tanya, to be preserved in our systems and our and for those that seek retribution and scapegoats and condemnation message in Acts is one that demands stop to the hurt and to the hate. Yes. Like Paul and his companions, when the foundations are shaken, Acts calls us to consider workers for the gospel who will stand their ground. How? In love. Stand your ground in love. Keep praising God in the midst of all this. Keep seeking God for his wisdom. Reverend Tanya said it in the beginning. Pray in Joel Osteen, okay? You probably heard it before. Pray God-like prayers. Think God-like thoughts. Ask him, God, I want to think like you. I want to I want to speak him. Bam, it happens. And God will give you the, the ability. God, make me a, a, a change agent. 
where I'm affecting not only my, my household, but my community and not only my community, oh God, my state and not only my state, but the nation, oh God. Praise your way through. Right. And what do you say, Reverend Daniel? Yeah, you have to be willing. You have to be willing. But God will use you if you're a willing participant. And you know, sometimes when you're not willing, there's a few people who weren't willing. But by the time God got finished talking to them, they, they, they were willing participants. They had to see the bigger picture. Sometimes we have to see and realize it's it's beyond us. Right. It's beyond us. Gideon, for for example. Yeah, I always think about Gideon, but <laughs> I mean, you know, Jonah. Yeah. It's 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 beyond us. So praise praise your way through. Praise your way through it. Whatever it is, praise your way through it and allow God to break the chains of bondage. Whatever it is that is holding you down, keeping you from moving forward. God is saying, let me loose that thing. Let me set you free. Say it. Be free. Free. Free in Jesus. Amen. Freedom. Yes. Amen. God promised us an abundant life. Stronger. (laughs) Reverend what are your last words for this evening? Uh, Um. Yeah, no, just, you know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Yes. That's the word. It's the word right there. God, Christ wants you to be free, free indeed. Why does he want you to be free? Because he loves you. He loves you and he wants to give you a fresh start. And we would be honored to pray with you. You know, we're so glad you're part of our conversations, aren't we? Amen. Yes, we are. It's always a good time. Amen. Always a good time. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes, some conversations are more serious than others. Yep. You know, we try to have fun. Right. You know, we 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 do. Yep. We do. Um, she says in the beginning, every time, the Bible doesn't have to be boring. If you haven't read the Bible before, you can pick it up and open to any book. Your eyes will be open. Opened. Just take a moment. Open it up. You, you don't know what to pray. Pray back a scripture to, to God. Amen. Amen. Read one of those scriptures back to God. God, I don't know. I don't know how to pray. Then read back one of the scriptures to God. He will help you. Amen. You don't know where to start? Start with the Psalms. There you go. Psalms. Amen. You know what? We'll see you next week on social media at 7 p.m. for new conversations that will help you understand and apply God's word to your life in today's culture. Thank you again for tuning in to Good for Your Soul. Be blessed. We'll see you next time.